We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do shit. He just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. Yeah, who's ready for some playoff football, boys? Mm, oh, who's this ready? guy is. Mm. Oh. He's got two thumbs and can't wait. This guy. This guy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's going to be electric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys. It's here. We made it. It's here. We made it, we, to, have. Uh, we made it to January football. It is. It's kind of you know. I, it's Glorious it's a little football. sad too because like you know you only have like a month left of football mm. and you want to hey, savor it. Hey, we don't talk like that. Never in the rooms with somebody like I'm sad, guys. It's only a month <laughs> left. Okay, it's only well, one listen, month. That's because in the rooms you were like, "Ooh, vacations coming. I'm gonna <laughs> wow. sit on my ass at home for a little bit." Like this is like the silver lining because right now, like what people forget is everyone's now playing for the same amount of money. Yes. Right? Like, during the season, like, during the season, everyone's got the pay scale, whatever. Like, when you get into the playoffs, everyone's on a level playing field. Everyone's making the same amount of money. Like, there is no more, like, hierarchy. It's just bonus, right? You're just playing with house money, and you're just going, hey, we live one week at a time, right? One week at a time, one day at a time. Because the abrupt of the end of an NFL season – like I just talked with my rookies, right? And they're just like, so they just said see you in April. And I was like, Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's how <laughs> it works. They're like he's like he goes, My line coach didn't even say goodbye. I go, because he got fired. Yeah. Like, like there's no, like, it's not welcome to the real world. Like buddy. this is this they call it Black Monday for a reason, pal. Oh, like he's wild. like, This is this is weird. I was like, Yeah, so Go enjoy it and see you in April. <laughs> like, Dude, what it, what such is such an abrupt so ending? Black Monday. Terrible. What is before we get to uh, who's the mic? By the way, we have a, a final fat guy fantasy football tally here today. About oh, time. Got a boy, Mackie. I'm calling it right now. I don't even know. I don't even know, but I'm calling it. I am the champion. We'll have to see in a few minutes. Not a chance. Um, what is, what is Black Monday like as a player? I mean, you're looking around, there's, there's all these coaches or that you, I don't know. Do you wake up? Do you throw on like NFL network? Are you in the building right away? Like, what is it like as a player knowing that, okay, we, we, we won five games this year and people are getting canned all around me. What's happening. I, it really only happened once in my career. I mean, BA retired. Yeah. And that was it. But either, I mean, other than that, like if you're, 
after the season, if you're not going to the playoffs, the last that Dennis Day sucks. I mean, it sucks because the owner's really pissed. He's like, hey, listen, I'm just going to be real with everybody. You guys suck, and if you think you're coming back to your job, I would rethink that. Like, unless you're making $50 million, you're gone. Just letting you dude, know. I, I feel like every industry needs this. You know, if like, oh, you're, dude, it is you're working so for H&R Block, you're an but accountant at H&R Block. You come problem, in once though. a year on a Monday, you might get your ass canned publicly. Yeah, they're for real, too. Like, they're dead-ass real. And the worst is, like, you'll break off and you'll go into an offensive meeting. The OC will be like, well, he's not wrong. We did it to ourselves, boys. We we really screwed the pooch here. And then you break off into another meeting with the O-line coach, and he's like, well, I guess this is the last time I'm seeing you guys. <laughs> You're like, Jesus, how many times am I going to be told I'm getting cut and fired in the same day? And yeah. then all of a sudden, like, you leave the building, and everyone's like, well, what are we going to do? And you're like, steak, steak. <laughs> you're like, steak dinner. Everybody in for a steak dinner. And then we'll go on our vacation. Like, it's insane how fast, like Jay said, and you can never put into words how fast it really happens. But the minute the season's over, it's almost like you feel terrible. Like, you just instantly get sick, and you're like, Yes. Well, now what? Well, now what am I going to do? Oh, God. Oh, my God. I got to go to the grocery store. My wife's going to make me watch the kids. <laughs> Holy shit. I got to do some coaching. Oh, God. This is terrible. Oh, like you were just so ingrained in this awesome lifestyle for the last 16 weeks, and food was always in front of you, and people were always like, shut up and go there. And you're like, okay, I don't have to think anymore. This is great. And then you just went into a whole new world of like going to gymnastics and sitting there like everybody else. And you're like, this is what my wife does all day. What the fuck? It's amazing. <laughs> this it's is, amazing. This is normal right? civilization. This, is, this can't be real. Dude, it is so insane. And then, like, he's not wrong because they'd literally just look at you and go, well, we'll see you in April. Peace. And then April comes, and they, like, the day you show up, they just look at you like, what have you been doing? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the one. You're definitely getting cut. You're gone. Like, it's, dude, it's so crazy. Boy. But the going on, the team's going on feel great. I used to remember like going to get pancakes, like who's getting fired? <laughs> oh, that sucks. No, it doesn't. I should have played better. <laughs> like, dude, it is such a love-hate industry. It is so fun at times. Yeah, I mean, the the Black Monday, I don't know if I was ever really part of it for like walking in and being like, oh, he's gone. Um, but I think Jeff Davidson, when he was the O-line coach for the Vikings in 15, when we when we walked in for our exit meetings, he was kind of I was like, "So, what do you need for me for next year?" And he's just like, oh, "I don't. Just keep working on yourself. I think you'll be fine." <laughs> I was like, "Find yourself this offseason." Okay, like I was like a, in my second year, didn't play much during the year, was inactive a few times, and I was like, "Yeah, I really want to make an extra." He's like, "Yeah, just keep just keep working on yourself." Like, cause he knew the writing was on the wall. Like he knew he was gone, and yeah. so like I think like two days later he got fired, <laughs> and you were like. Guess I'll just work on myself. <laughs> <laughs> he knew, he knew hey, he was out the door. To be fair, I met you the next year. Okay, so yeah, we that did is, find yeah. ourselves. That was when Toronto came in. A bromance, a bromance was found at least. Yeah, dude, but, I remember I mean, when I got there. Everybody was like, "I don't know if you would have liked Jeff Davidson." Do you think I would have liked him? Yeah, because he was a vet coach. Oh, okay, like and, like he was, and that's why it, I struggled. And, and I'm not trying to poo poo on Jeff Davidson by any means. Please don't think of that. But like. Juan Castillo was the same way. Like some of these coaches in the league are what we call vet coaches, which is like they're great for vets, right? They're great on the board. They're great of like here's the scheme, like here's what we need to do, all these things. But they're not what I would call great developers at times. Like mm-hmm. for the young guys, where like you're walking in, like I don't, 
I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what's going on. Right. So they kind um, of leave it into your hands. Like, they, yeah, they're they, like, they block give the you guy. great advice, like, but they're not fundamental guys. Like Mike Solari was a fundamental guy. He was like, Hey, let's go hit the shoots until week 17. Huh? Huh? Great idea. Great idea. And you were like, mm-hmm. no horrible idea. I don't want to touch those things again. Or he'd come in and he'd be like, guys, it's going to be a great opportunity today. We're going to go full pads. Oh, oh he'd be like, oh, oh, week 15, wow. he'd be like, whoa, 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 what? He'd be like, oh, nine on seven. It's back. It's back. Whereas like other coaches would be like, all right, listen, today, cut it back for you. I cut it way back. I got you down. Do some indie. Then we call it. Then we call it. You're like, yeah, I like that. But Jay's right. You don't really build with those guys. Like football is such a terrible sport that it's like, in order to get better, you have to break yourself down so hard. Like you have to train super hard. If you're an offensive lineman, you have to work on your footwork every single day, your hand placement every day. All these things are so important. But come week 17, Jay said it. A vet coach are the guys you're like, I love you. I love you so much. And he's like, I know you're peed up. I know you're hurt. Now here's the thing with a vet coach. If you go out and get your ass kicked, <laughs> that shit changes oh, yeah. real quick. It yeah. goes into fundamentals till the end. Like it's like, okay, you guys uh, don't understand how to take advice. Okay, I'll show you how to take advice. And then the individual for like two hours becomes footwork, and you're like, I swear to God, I'll listen to anything he says. I'll never not listen to him again. I swear to God, I'll never <laughs> not listen to him, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy how fast they can break you down. I miss it. What's happening in there right now? Is there like a fire alarm going off, Jay? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. There's like we can't hear anything, by the way. So no, is no, there, there's nothing good. going on. There's oh. no lights flashing on my end. Like I don't know what's happening. Like, is there? But is there like an actual alarm going on? Uh, Jay no. is in Orlando with an Airbnb or something. live from Orlando. Yeah. Um, no. Why is there something happening? No, you keep look. You, you look around, around like, like there's yeah, somebody in the know. house. Okay, is it me? Is it me? Or is is it just me? Or is it my like screen flashing? No, you're uh, it's just you're having okay. a seizure. I think it must just be. It must just be. It's the CTE, dude. The CTE is everything flashing and blinking. No, no. It, it looks like it looks like on my screen right now. It looks like my like there is like a fire alarm flashing. So I was looking around like, am I am I stupid? Are you guys slurring your words or am yeah. I about to? Listen, as long as I'm not puking this morning, everything is fine. <laughs> That's great. Uh, hey, okay. I'm gonna Here's start with the first. I'm gonna start with the first mic. We're dive deep in. It's big, baby. Let's go. And uh, it's not just the mic I'm identifying. It's it's all of the mics. It's several mm. mics. It's all Ooh. of the coaches we've lost on Black Monday week here. And here's my question I for you. Yeah, we're Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> will you remember me? A little black and white still shot of Mike Frable. Hey, hey, leave Arthur, Arthur Smith this. lighting up Dennis Allen. <laughs> 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 Coming. They're just Come walking to the sunset. They're walking into the sunset and they do the look back behind their shoulder. Narrator comes I'll in. See you guys. Mike Crable <laughs> took a Titans team to the playoffs three different times. I love that. That was that was. All I, right, I hold on. Let right. Mikey go before so, we just keep interrupting him. Before okay. we just keep interrupting him. Here's my go, mic. Mikey. Here's the mic. Okay. Uh, I want you to. Well, so my mic is the is the coat the fallen coaches this week. But I want you mm. guys to rank these job openings as of right now. So these oh, are the job baby. openings as oh, of right now. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We got Chargers open. We got Titans open. Raider. I think the Raiders shouldn't be open for long. I, I don't feel think like, it is. I don't think like it is. Pierce got, so we'll, let's take know. the Raiders. I don't we'll, know. We'll leave the Raiders on. You guys can do whatever you want. Uh, Panthers, Falcons, Commanders. I'm going to assume Patriots on this God, list, too. I'm going to have to write this You ready? Down. Go again. Go okay. again. Hold Rank on. Go of again. Chargers, Titans, Raiders, 
Panthers, Falcons, Commanders, Patriots, I'm assuming, as of the recording of this podcast, nothing official, but rank those if you're Jim Harbaugh. Number one, if you're, Chargers. If you want, you want, okay. <laughs> By far. Harbaugh. Number one is Jim Chargers. Harbaugh's not leaving Michigan. Dude, I don't know. Mm. All right. we, I feel like we've had that discussion three yeah. different times. One is Chargers. I, I, I agree. agree with you. I agree do, with you. Do you agree that two would be Chicago? Dude, uh, I didn't put Chicago on the list. I'm gonna say Chicago's not on the list. Oh my bad, not Chicago. What was it? I mean, <laughs> they might be at some no, point. No, they're not. No, they're not. I think not. honestly, you know, as weirdly as I, I think number two is gonna be the Commanders. I think because you have the second overall pick, right? So you're gonna go chance to go stake your claim on a quarterback, right? And you got you got Bob Myers and Rick Spielman heading yeah, up the job right? search. Your former Just boss, f- Rick Spielman, figuring it out. And I think like that roster has some talent on it, right? You talk about Payne in the middle, Jonathan Allen in the middle on defense. You got Dotson, Terry McLaurin, right? I mean, it's got some dudes. Robinson in the backfield. Like, they were just kind of missing. Sam Howell just wasn't it, right? Sam Howell wasn't it. And so I think like you get Drake May in there. You go draft an edge rusher. You get some corners. Like I like the Commanders as the second as the second job there. You know, it's not a bad idea. I think the biggest thing for me is the edge rushers. Like, well, dude, you got rid you, of yeah, you got rid of sweat, and that's you got rid of young. And so, how long is it going to take you to get a dominant defense? Like, dude, it's they dude, don't. There's just always edge them. rushers in free agency, though. There's always edge What's rushers. Their in free agency. What's their cap? What's their cap? And that's the thing. That's See, the thing. That's I'd a have question. That, that's another that's, question. No, you have to know what the cap is because somebody coming in is going to want to know what's my cap. God, you guys are listening. I like the I like the detail here. Uh, the Commanders, you'll be happy to know, have the most cap space of any team. Oh, in the they, they definitely are too, because you got a you, lot of money I'll, to play with and the two overall picks. Actually, so if you if you do uh, so, I'm going to and a quarterback here. on a rookie contract. Yep. If they draft a quarterback, yes, which they when they draft a quarterback, but they, but they could. Oh, but did what you they just could say do if? Is, hold on, they could trade back, get an extra first round pick. Stop. You've been covering the Vikings oh, for too long. I was going to say Spielman too long. You've been covering the Vikings That's for too long. That's not really going to happen. Just start trading them. The just Vikings trade back and acquire more. Just acquire more. No, it's terrible. Do nothing with it. Do it again next year. Here's the cap space. Here's the cap space. The tight. The Titans actually have the most. What's called effective cap space. And then it's and then it's the the Commanders number two. And the they, Patriots that's where, the, number three. Patriots are definitely going to be four in this equation. But I think the, between mm. the Titans, just because the same thing, you have a young quarterback, you have a good foundation. Dude, Frames set a great culture. And that's who yeah. is going to be my two is because everybody there is they know how to win. They're a good team. I think just this is the product of over time, eventually ownership is like, hey, got to go. Just it's the way it is. It's a like performance-based league. Right. You what have you done for me lately? New flow coming in. We need new energy. We need something. I think everybody admits that. Like they're like, Vrabes is a great coach. And I I'm almost positive he's gonna end up with the Patriots. Like if something does yeah, happen to be Bill, a D coordinator, this is I think it'll be perfect. at least a D coordinator Bill's Dude, there. This is too perfect for him to go back there. The, one of the guys that helped build that whole championship run, one of the guys that bought in, one of the guys that you hear about constantly. And Frabes is without a doubt one of the greatest guys you will ever meet. Like he is a dude's fucking dude, which is why I love him to death. He ran the hardest I've ever seen a guy run. He used to come back and do the conditioning test with us at Ohio State. And Jay, you know I was wild man, dude. I was always out drinking and shit. And Frabes was just like me. And so he would be out too. And I'd be like, there's no way this dude's showing up tomorrow. 
6 a.m. There he was running with the DBs. And I was like, no way this guy's going to last this entire time. Just gasser after gasser after sweet. One time, Tress made us touch every stair in the Ohio Stadium. And between every row, you had to go do five gassers. And this was the big test before he let us go home for July 4th. That was it. Like, you were just going home for the weekend. He was like, all right, we're going to run to the stadium. You're going to run every stair in the stadium, but between every section, so like bottom section, middle section, upper section, and then the shoe was its own section, you're going to run five gassers, and then at the end, you're going to run five. So Vrabes is running with the DBs, leading the entire charge. I was like, there's no way this guy's going to last. The end of this thing, this dude looked at everybody like, hey, who's fucking running back with me? And I was like... (laughs) <laughs> I'll walk back. I could, I could probably walk back. With that take an Uber. Like, we'll take an Uber. That's why he's a great leader because he doesn't lead from above. He leads from in front. And that's how he's always been. Like, he's just that guy. I actually played Rabes once. He was the meanest son of a bitch I ever played. I mean, meaner than London Fletcher. And London Fletcher was the meanest person I ever met. That's why I love Braves. That's the culture that he kind of instills when he goes to places. And going back to the Patriots would be so ideal. I would fuck the D.C. Make the man the head coach. Make him the head coach. I don't have the Patriots as high as you because, man, you want to follow Bill Belichick. Like, you want to step Perfect in. Do it. Oh, man. Like, think about the guys that, like, had to step Somebody's in. Somebody's like, got to do Jones. it, too, dude. I agree. Someone has to do it. But, like, desirable, right? We're talking about desirable jobs here. Like, do you want to be the guy the that like? Pick, don't they? You want to come in though. You want to come in and be like, okay, for you, like every question you're gonna have, he's like, what did Bill do? You're gonna be compared to Bill. It's like we talked about our first show with um, Jordan Love this year, where it's like you know every single time, like, well, he's got a little Aaron Rodgers in him, Colin Coward or Colin Collinsworth voice, where it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if you want to be that guy. Like, I don't. I also like it'd be so weird to see a different kind of defensive scheme in the Patriots world, like. All of that. And, I mean, in reality, though. He's the best still, guy to take it. I agree. Bravel would be the guy to take it. But I don't know if he's – I don't know if he gets hired as a head coach again right away. He will. I guarantee you. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so Patriots. I'll probably go Titans number two as well. Okay. Well, um, wow. So, Titans. So, Chargers. We're all saying Chargers number one. Chargers are one. No, excuse me. Titans three. Titans three. said Commanders. I'm saying two is Titans. I'll give three to the Commanders. Four is, for me is the Patriots because they draft three. What's their cap space? Uh, they have a lot. You said Patriots. They have a lot. Yeah. Third, Patriots third, have a lot. third most cap space. Then they're three. Team. They're for third, sure yeah. three. Four is um, the Chargers don't have much cap space though, if I recall. But they uh, have a the, really yeah, the, talented. They, they have, have a really great. talented. Yeah, you've got defensive play. Yeah, they're actually yeah. Uh, right now they're fifty three million dollars over the cap in effective mm. cap space. So they've got some cleaning up to do. What hey, about the Falcons? Kick the down the road, boys. Yep. <laughs> That's the first we'll thing just, you guys are going to walk wants, in. Yeah, who, who wants cares? some signing bonus money up front? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> so Falcons, Falcons have a top 10 pick. Falcons have, they've got some star skill position mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. And I would say that ownership group, Arthur Blank, at a couple different times in the last 20 years, has put together good structure, early 2000s, and then again with Shanahan is the offensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. And so, I mean, they, they can build yeah, something in Atlanta. I would go, I would actually go chargers one. I think you guys make good points about, even though the commanders and Patriots are just train wrecks this year, the fact that you have top three picks, tons of cap space. So I, and you can make crazy decisions right away. And people I are mean, like, well, you got, you got, I might put the Falcons. You got to remember how many picks the commanders have too. 
They got How rid many? of Claypool, or not Claypool. They got rid of Chase Young, and they got rid of um, uh, Sweat for yep. picks, for like right? Two, for yeah. picks. So yeah. they're gonna, they're gonna have a lot of they're gonna they got to draft well, right? But it, that that also comes down to risk of drafting. You know, there's always risk that comes with draft picks. But if they can draft well, they'll be just fine. One more thing on the Falcons, actually, too. That division right now, I know that I gonna, there's I was like, just going to say that. It's, it's yeah, getting... like the Panthers are 2-15, and 15, the Saints and Buccaneers. I mean, if you come in there, if you're the Falcons, it doesn't take a lot to get to like Anybody 10 or 11 wins. And... conference for years, mm-hmm. too. It's always yeah. been, dude, if you notice for a while, this this is the one that's been like, I don't know. Well, it, used to, it was just like what used to be the AFC East. Yeah. Right. It was just like someone's got to win, Patri- it, right? Like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's like the Patriots have it, and then you had the NFC East too, and like the Cowboys and like the Giants used to backdoor their way into the uh, backdoor their way into the playoffs with like a nine and seven record every year. Dude, I'm telling you, the Falcons could easily run that division for a while. I agree that that is a good team. It's just the way that everything ended that whole year just really made me feel weird about that team. Well, I'll get into it. In a we'll minute. get there. We'll get. Oh, we will get. We'll get there. We got no a lot love, of time. No today. love for the Panthers. But, in no, this the Panthers. Opening no, conversation. Just because dude. of ownership, what you're going <laughs> to deal with when you get there, you're going to be like, "Listen, I love this guy," and the owner's going to be like, "Shut up! I own the team. I do what I want." You're going to be like, "Wait a minute! I thought I was the expert. You're the money." Guy. I thought I was an awesome drink. Bang! Side of the face. You're like, oh, "I'm sorry, dude." Is there thing about the precedent? So, has there ever been? I don't know. We have to Google this, but like. Has there ever been a team that drafts a quarterback number one overall, and then eight months later, the coach and the general manager are both fired? I mean, I think mean, about how insane Cleveland, that is. Maybe. Yeah, Cleveland would be the only other franchise <laughs> that Cleveland, would somehow yeah. have done that. Hey, they're in the playoffs. Laugh all you I know. want. Dude, hey, and they're dangerous. Joe Flacco's waking up in the morning. Just taking all his pills out of his little boxes, right? It's Tuesday. Yeah, gotta eat them all. <laughs> gotta get my Centrum Silver. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Joe Flacco. I hate that guy. No, I mean you can't. Him. I mean the Panthers are, dude. They're they're in a lot of trouble. Oh, they're yeah. they don't have any picks, right? You traded all your picks away for DJ Moore, number one pick. You, you, and you 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 have cap space, but not not enough to really, in my opinion, make a difference. And so your draft picks. They haven't really hit, right? Icky Ngakwe was their first-round pick, their left tackle. He had a really tough year. Uh, he was a, this year. Bryce Young obviously had a really tough year. Adam Thielen was your wide receiver one at 80 years old, right? Like, couldn't tell you. Brian Burns is your defensive guy. Sean, I think it's Lavuhu. Like, he's a good linebacker, but they just don't have – they don't have the star power, and in my opinion, they don't have the veteran leadership on that team to really find a way to turn it around. Now, you can go buy some dudes in free agency, but if I'm a free agent – Oh yeah, you're there's a premium, that. and there's, there's no premium. draft capital, dude. You like, want they... you want me to come play for you in Carolina? Well, I know I'm not winning the Super Bowl. I know I'm not getting a playoff check. So if Cincinnati's going to offer me 13 million a year, well, it's going to be a minimum 15 or 16 for you to pick me up, yep. right? And that's what Carolina's going to have to fight this year. Is that there's a premium, right? It used to be it used to be like the the Bill Belichick tax or like the Detroit tax, like. It was, hey, if you want me to come here, you got to pay me more because I know this is a train wreck. I know what kind of practices you guys run. Like, oh, yeah. there's definitely levels to free agency. And Boone, you could probably speak to this when you had teams in free agency where it's like, hey, you want to go there? It's like, ah, for the right price, I want to go there. Versus, like, if you wanted to go chase a ring and go places, like, that's a very real thing. Yeah, no, I agree. And to, to be fair, 
thankfully all the teams that were in on me at the time were playoff bound. So it was like this is gonna be a lot of fun. And it coming from Frisco at the so years that we were like that we were like two and fourteen. What are you talking about? It came off a sh- terrible year, dude. I was like God, sensitive. This is- oh, I know, it was so bad. <laughs> it was tough. Can I get right. into my mic yet? Or yeah, we, was we, your mic? Cool. New mic, new mic, new mic, new mic. Dude, I never thought I would do this. I never thought this guy would be my mic, but I am so excited. I'm excited because of the reactions that I'm getting from everybody online. Hilarious. Can I just say that, number one, Arthur Smith, you're a real pussy. Like, dude, they score on the last play, and you go start a fight on the 50-yard line at the logo. Dude, Dennis Allen was like, bro, I got it. Like, You're mad. He was like, no, you don't understand. I'm really mad. He was like, I got it. You're fucking mad. Get over it. Like, what do you want me to do? And But the fact that they called a touchdown on that play made me laugh so hard. And now the fact that everyone's coming out and is like, you know what? Fuck Atlanta. That dude's the best. <laughs> Jameis Winston, good for you for calling that shit. Like, that's your boy. And he, Jameis Winston, did you see the interview? It was, was it's, it's, the it's amazing, dude. He's literally like, I'm trying to be as respectable. It, I am it couldn't happen to a better person. Be. Dude, it he, couldn't happen. Like, as soon as I saw it was Jameis, I was like, oh, this is going to be an absolute shit show. But dude, like, <laughs> you see everybody coming out talking about Jameis. They're like, literally, like, this dude is one of the greatest guys ever. They're like, he is one of the coolest dudes. Like, dude, get off his ass. And clearly, it was an offensive decision. Like, somebody in that huddle must have said something like, hey, let's just hand the ball to Jamal. Like, let's just Jameis. do it. I promise you on my life that it was but that somebody dude. else like, had to co-sign it. Somebody big in that huddle had to go, let's do it. Like no one just goes out there and goes, Hey, I'm going to hand the ball. And the, like the old line had to be like, all right, we're in on it. Cause it's mm-hmm. literally victory. I'm not stepping anywhere. I'm literally stepping down and I'm done. So for me to drive somebody off the ball, you're going to have to really convince me to want to do this. And that's why I'm saying like this whole scenario was just incredible. And then the fact that every single fan is like, how dare you? score points in a football game how dare you made me laugh so hard why 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 are people so sensitive over exactly what is it your goddamn business i'm gonna fight you on this i hope you do oh here's another little bit i'm gonna fight you a little bit on this sensitive i'm gonna fight you here we go you ready i have i have no problem zero problem whatsoever with them lining up and running a play but why would you do victory? it out of victory formation? Out of victory. Okay. I, I, I have no, I have okay, no I, problem. Yeah, you yeah. want to score a touchdown? Sweet. Trips left, 42 zone. Right? No problem. Run a fucking play. But yeah. to do it out of victory is chicken shit. That was chicken shit. That's that's chicken shit for me. Like if you if you're gonna line up in victory, because how many times, Boone, flip it on the other side. Flip it on the other side. We line up in victory formation and they're like, hey, you taking a knee, and you're like, Yep, we're good. And then a D lineman tees off on you. And you're like, mother, like you get so oh, pissed, like the game is over, yeah. right? And they're like, nope, game's not over. It's still football, right? That used to happen all the time. And then you're just like, okay, sure, asshole. And so now you flip it on the other side where you line up at victory. You're getting your teeth kicked in. It's the last game of the season. You're already thinking about your Bahama vacation with your wife in the bikini. And you're like, oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're getting just ran, dive right through it the middle. One like yard. Come but on. don't just line up and run a play then. Just line okay. up and run a play. Listen, okay. I don't care. Okay. I agree with you. If you don't want them to score, yeah, don't score. It, play better defense. But don't hide behind victory formation and some chicken shit and then be like, well, I, we just called a do play. You think, like, let me no, ask you this. didn't. So no, you didn't. You lined up and you were like, just, uh, just we're going we're gonna to tease them and we're going to fight them and then I'm just going to hand it to the guy here. Like that, that for me was – and also like I just wish 
I wish I could be in the mind of Dennis Allen as that happened and be like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Like, did I not just call victory formation? Did they fumble? Like, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, well, oh well, game's over. And then you walk across and there's Arthur Smith. There's like, <laughs> you're like yeah. oh, this is not going to be good. Dude, and Jameis like after the game, hey. Jameis is like, you know, I, you know, listen, it, it was a team decision. I do feel bad great. for DA. <laughs> I do feel bad for DA, but it was a team decision. <laughs> I do apologize. I loved it. I do apologize. I thought it was DA. a great ending to the AFC South. Like that's the best and way that NF- NFC, 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 yeah, NFC, yeah, yeah. NFC South. NFC, sorry, dude. That was. I loved it. I'm sorry. I thought it was. Do you ending. think it came up? So there's 40 seconds on the play clock, 25 seconds, whatever. In there, so Jameis says, "Screw this. We're running the ball." Well, do you I think just want to know why. Do you think anyone like, pushed back a little and said, "You know, we sh- then let's not do it out of victory," or it was like, "Guys, we got to go now." There's 15 seconds left. No, I think that's yeah, probably I think, what I think. I think you walked in. He's like, "Hey." Should we get to, should we get Williams a touchdown? And they're like, yeah. He's like, all right, victory. But we're handed off. Ready, break. And I was like, oh, the fuck, and like just ran up the line of scrimmage, right? Like, that's exactly how that happened. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, Jay's not wrong because if somebody would have said that to me, I'd be like, okay, here we go. Um, wait, 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 dude, you don't want to get a, you don't want to get a, you don't want to delay a game on the last play of the game. You just look like an asshole, right? So you're just like. Uh, Okay, on one. <laughs> would you would you guys so Shannon Sharp came out on his podcast or on ESPN, whatever platform he was on, and he said that I think it was Shannon Sharp. If it's not Shannon Sharp, I just did a drive by of Shannon Sharp for no reason. That Jameis should be cut. <laughs> that you should cut him for like insubordination and, and I think you should find him conduct detrimental. You you have to listen, even as much as we love it, and I agree with Boone. I love it. You want to score? Fine. Don't let him score. You cannot publicly yeah. throw your head coach and say, I don't listen to you. I do what Jameis wants. Right? Like that's what he basically said to the world. It's like we just overruled our head coach. Like we told him, like, yeah, your your suggestions are cute, but we make the ultimate decision. And you're the backup quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not even the starter. Like, you have to fine him. You might have to cut him because insubordination, those roots, those things run deep now, right? And you just need, like, it's it's a very sticky situation for Dennis Allen to be in. I think you probably have to either find him conduct detrimental and take a bunch of his money and be like, you, this is unacceptable. We don't do this in this organization. I am the front piece, like, and come out and get in front of it. Or you just cut him and be like, we don't do that. You can't just let this slide. Or this you is not something Dennis you can Allen. Just, do you, you fire Dennis Allen? Yeah, or you just lose in the locker room. <laughs> oh, but that's kind of hey, what that Hey, has. I know your quarterback threw you under the bus, but uh, get your shit. And go. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> All right, you lost the locker room guy. Sorry. Boone, I found you, the whole take, I'm, li- I'm listening. I'm getting more coffee because it's You're freaking fine. early. Listen. I'm listening to you. It's earlier for us than it is for you. I don't care, Maggie. I'm working. He's on Eastern time, this guy. I will say this. I thought the situation was hilarious. That's why I liked him. Like, just the whole situation, the way he handled it. But Jay's right. As much as I might laugh at somebody else's expense, and this one is a little bit kind of silly, it's going to be very bad the way this ends because Jay's right. And you kind of just brought it up too. If I'm the owner, I'm starting to already think, like, has this dude lost the locker room? I know. I know. I've never seen insubordination like this. Like, yeah, dude. And it was funny because being an O lineman, it's like, finally, they just took somebody off guard and like did something fun. Like it was just, it seemed harmless to me, but the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, Oh shit, he's definitely getting cut because you can't do that. If the, if the one guy ruling everything says, Hey, take a knee, you take a knee. 
and yeah. I get what they did, and I get why everybody was excited, and I get why everyone's like, get off his ass. This was a team decision. But you're right. Now it's making it look even worse because it's like, yeah, all 11 guys in the huddle didn't want to believe in the head man. And now it's like, oh, God, it's getting worse. And I never really thought about it like that. But, yeah, dude, Shannon's right. You're going to have to cut him. You're going to have to bring him in and tell him straight to his face like you did something really bad. And now you start to look at the rest of his career, and it's like, see, sometimes, and this is why I was always bad at making decisions sometimes, and I always leaned on my agent because I would have been like, what's what? I was kind of like Jameis, like, what's wrong? He just scored a touchdown, but the more you think about it, the more you're like, yeah, that was – yeah, I don't yeah, know. Listen, if I would have had, like if I would have had a client on the Saints O line, oh, I'd have been like, you walk up to your head coach and you fucking apologize, or you tell like, me you had nothing to do with you, it. You'd be you like, listen, I, I, I had nothing to do with this. Like, I, I didn't know what was going on. Like, because I, if you're not a guy, that's what I mean. Like, Jameis is a backup, yeah. right? Like, if it's Derek Carr, if it's Alvin Kamara, like, dude, if you're not a guy, you are expendable. Yeah. Like, and you are. Always being looked to yeah, be replaced, and this could be this could be the reason they're just be like, oh, this dude, just get him out. We'll find someone else that can stand there, right? Like I don't know. I think this could actually get really ugly for Jameis. I do too. And, now that I'm thinking about and, it, and knowing and knowing Jameis, I could see him coming out publicly and turning this into a, a problem for Dennis yeah. Allen. Yeah, he's like, not, dude, just he's not good on. enough. Like, there's a chance that he might not play in the NFL again. Is that a hot take? I don't. Th- mm, I think there's a I think chance he'll be a he might not play he's, in the NFL. He'll, 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 he'll be a backup. But, is he, never be, to, is he good he's enough never to gonna be the guy type of he's thing. never gonna be the guy again well that's but thing. this goes back this goes back to what you and i i don't know if we've talked i'm sure we've talked about on the show the scales of power that yeah. be in the nfl right as long as your on-field performance i can't do it because i have a mic in my hand but as long as your on-field performance is above your off-field shenanigans yeah you're fine it's it's what i James is starting sports, to flirt it's the, it's the talent to baggage ratio yes yes yeah. you know james is starting to flirt with that off-field performance nonsense but Jay, overruling his play. Mackie makes up a great point. If I'm ownership, I'm starting to look at this like, has he lost the team? And has this dude just created almost kind of like yeah. something? And then all of a sudden, I'm the next team, and I'm like, do I want to bring this in? He didn't mm-hmm. listen last time. That's why I'm saying this is – and we don't, and I don't think about these kind of things. Like in the moment, you're a football player, and you're like, yeah, you like that, right? But then you turn around, and that's when you would have walked to the locker room. And in the moment, I probably would have been like, we're in a lot of trouble. Dude, yeah. we shouldn't have done that. We should not have – Dude, what do you think that post-game been. speech was like? You just steamrolled oh. your division rival. and Like <laughs> I think – I just imagine like everyone taking their tape off like really quietly. Like no one's really talking – because everyone's like, I think, I think we're in trouble. <laughs> oh. And then Dennis Allen walks in, everybody up. And you're like, oh, God, yep, we're in trouble. Yep. But it's time hey. to just, we're going to wear this one hey. legit. DA took it really well, though. Can I just say that? Like, the fact that Arthur Smith was going crazy and DA was like, I know, I know. Like, in his mind, he had to be like, I'm going to kill everybody. I know. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. Yeah. He literally just kept saying, I know. Like, I'm going to handle it. Lock the doors. Lock them. <laughs> When you yeah. heard that, you were like, hey, put your helmet back on. Shit's yeah. going to be flying. Dude, when put they walk back. in, lock the doors, cameras down. Because, like, all the team cameras are in there. Like, hey, lock the no doors, lock the doors. No cameras. Cameras down. You're like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be bad. Well, we're not, we're not putting this up on the Saints oh, YouTube channel. Nobody wants this to isn't the who's that. got it better than us chant. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now. Hey, that, that's going to be my next mic. Hold on, I'll new let mic. you go first, though. New mic. Go new up. mic. New mic. My mic? Your yep. mic. Mm-hmm. All right. My mic, I'm just going to bring this up because I think it's a hilarious story. Wink Martindale is AWOL. 
from the New York Giants. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And the stories that keep coming out of New York's media are wild. They are wild. Right? Like I was, I was reading I, up on dude, it last I night. I went I went down a deep rabbit hole laying in bed last night. Right? Like it went from I think after Black Friday, right? They fired the O line coach in New York. They Bobby fired Jay. the special Great. teams coordinator. Like they fired all these guys and then like five to six hours later you get an alert that's like Wink Martindale has resigned his position as defensive coordinator. And you're like, well, okay, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't know why you just resign because as a coach, you never just resign because you're not, you always have guaranteed money, right? So you basically make them fire you, right? right. Like, no, no, you just fire me because I yeah. want my guarantees. And then the next day, it comes out where the Giants have like, well, he has not officially resigned. We have not officially fired him, but we can't get a hold of him. Dude, and everyone's the, like, wait, the, the, he's turned into a player. The and start so then you to start... the New York Post story is, is <laughs> like the two first two paragraphs. So it says, if Wink Martindale has resigned his position as the Giants defensive coordinator, he is advised to notify the Giants of this decision. As of Tuesday morning, the team had not heard anything from Wink Martindale, who stormed out of the building on Monday and, and Tuesday morning was on a flight headed back home to Florida. Yeah, dude, and that's the best part is like someone like took pictures of him at the airport. Like in, it looked like he went straight from work. Still like he still had, he still had his like his blue vest on, his white hat, his angry red face, and like, <laughs> and he was just at like going heading home to Sarasota, baby. Like, and for people that are like, well, yeah, season's over. That's not how it works for coaches. Like, no, no, like season Dude. ends. Like we talked about the abruptness for for players, right? Like they kick the players out, and they're like, see you in April. And then it is deep into, okay, what are we doing in the draft? Who are we keeping in free agency? Like self-scouting, like all of this. And so you know for a defensive like? coordinator to just go literally AWOL is wild. And then the story comes out that him and Dable got in a screaming match on Monday. Yeah. And then it's like they got in a screaming match. And apparently there's been some bad blood between those two guys since. Throughout the season. Like yeah. Thanksgiving Second. time with the Cowboys first. Cowboys, yeah. The Cowboys' mm -hmm. second game, where apparently Dable had approached um, Wink about, "Hey, Tommy DeVito's our starting quarterback. We need to be a little different in the approach in which we do things. Like maybe don't gamble as much because we need to make them drive, keep things in front of you." And Wink was like, "Cool," and didn't do it. <laughs> and then, like you saw, like Dable and him <laughs> at halftime walking in, like, <laughs> like because Dable's a very animated person, Wink's yeah. a very animated person. Oh yeah. And I think from there, this the I think everything just kind of started to fray and fizzle. And so I'm just I don't know what was said. I don't think anyone does. Like, but this is like Game of Thrones, like behind the scenes, like stuff going on. And apparently Wink and Dable had a huge blow up on Monday. The report is Wink slammed the door as they yelled at each other on the way out and was like, I'm going home to Florida. Okay, obvious <clears throat> dumb question. So if if midway through the season, head coach is pissed at defensive coordinator for insubordination or not or not following, you know, his vision for the game plan, and then exit interview discussion, there's a blow up. Why doesn't head coach and front office just fire defensive coordinator? Why, like, like, that's where I'm yeah. tripped up on this. Why just get a new defensive coordinator? I don't. That, <clears throat> there's got to be a reason, and I don't know. This is what I mean. Like, there's behind the scenes things at work here that none of us know about. Because the easy answer is, yeah, fire him, hire someone else, right? <clears throat> but maybe it's an owner decision. 
Maybe it's a Joe Sheen decision. Like, there's a lot of people that have to go in. I don't think Dable has enough control of that organization at the moment to just be like, fire him, fire him, fire him. Right. And I think because he's like, I still want to keep my job. So maybe it's Joe Sheen saying, like, no, we want Wink back. Maybe it's a bunch of players that were like, hey, we're only coming back here if Wink's back. Right. There's a lot of situations and a lot of like things that go into navigating this. But yeah, I honestly think at the end of the day, it's going to end with the Giants eventually just firing Wink Martindale, paying him his $3 million and heading on his way. But this is just like classic week after the season drama oh, yeah. where you're just like, oh, yeah, baby, here we go. Grab my popcorn and let's just follow. Let's, let's follow the flight tracker, the flight tracker from Sarasota <laughs> to the Giants to see who's coming back. I just Dude. found the, there's these New York Post photos of him at the airports. You know, he Dude. always wears he wears like the Under Armour or like the yes. white, the white undershirt, long yep. shirt with his vest. He's Dude. literally walking through the airport with a coffee in his defensive coordinator outfit. <laughs> Dude, <I'm> just, <laughs> I, it looks like he went straight from work. Like, I don't think he went home. I think he like I think he got pissed off at work. He got in his car and he pulled up his Delta app and was like, mm, Sarasota, bing, and just drove <laughs> straight to the airport. Dude, hey, have you ever seen those movies? And I think left his car parked in the front, so they just tow it away. Yeah, tow it, tosses <laughs> in the keys. Like I'm out. I'm never coming back to this hellhole. <laughs> they owe me three million dollars. I'll pay you. That, and that could be a decision, but I think Jay brings up an even better one: is the players may have came in and been like, "Listen, Winks are dude." Wink stays or I'm gone. Like that's a that that becomes tough when the players are asking for that. But after the season, Jay's right. And if you, I don't, I think in the Wolf of Wall Street, there's a big scene where everyone's just shredding papers and like burning shit. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what the Monday looks like. And then it's crazy because when you go upstairs, you just see him shredding everything. They're like, well, that was a waste. And then literally they kick you out. And like Jay said, they just turn right around and they're like, all right, next year let's start game planning. Like they just. It's insane, dude. Can you see this? No, this is the wrong. <laughs> yes. No, yes. This is yes. Right. Yeah, yes. There we go. There we go. Look yeah. at him. Dude, yeah. no luggage. No <laughs> luggage. The first one looks backpack. like he's walking into a game. Yeah. <laughs> dude, are those the Kobe's? Is he wearing Kobe's? <laughs> oh, dude. I just, he's Can you just zoom like, in yeah, on that? I'm going home. I'm not, I can't. I'm not I doing can't this. zoom in. I'm not doing this. I'm oh, doing man. Oh, it's so funny. So, all right. New mic. Booney, who's here? Let's let's do one more mic here, and then we got to get to uh, we got to get to our picks. We got super wild card mm. weekend. We got fat guy fantasy, dumb football questions. All right, I'm gonna do it. The I can't believe I'm actually gonna say this, but my next mic's gonna have to be Harbaugh, dude. Just because. Did you see his press conference after the game? We're innocent. <laughs> We're innocent. (laughs) The guy asked him, he goes, hey, did the season probably didn't go the way you expected? He was like, went exactly the way I wanted it. We're innocent. We're innocent. innocent. I'm telling you, if he gets a hold of one of these teams, you better watch out because he's on fire right now. Have you ever really looked at his resume too? Everywhere he goes, it always – San Diego State. Like we knew about it when he came to us. They were talking about how he just goes into a place and changes the culture, and you're like, and at first, you're kind of like, I don't know how he could change the culture of grown men. But okay, and like six months later, you're like, wow, it's insane how fast you buy on board. I'm telling you right now, he. there isn't any comment. And if I had to speculate, I would say he's gone. Why? Because he is a very, very competitive person. And his brother right now is number one front runner walking into the Super Bowl for the AFC. And I feel like Jim is like, hey, you know what? There's no way I'm going to let John get two. 
and me only have one here. I got to go up to the next level and go compete with him. Like, that's just how he is. He's very ultra competitive. I'm telling you, dude. And plus, like we talked about before, you can keep talking about all the leverage you want. He has all the leverage. Guys, I'm doing it. Every day I'm in here, I'm doing it. I'm changing the culture at Michigan. If he turned around and said, I want $200 million, they'd go, okay. He doesn't have to leverage a team against it. He could just say, hey, I want more. And after 125, what are you really asking for, dude? Like, do you want to be the president of the school too? That's why, in my opinion, it's more like, hey, listen, I really love you guys, and I love what we did here. Sharon's time to take over. I'm bouncing out of here. Like, that's why I'm like, man, if I were him, I would have signed it already. I'd have been like, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm committed. You want everybody to know I'm committed to this. You want the recruits to know. You need the next year's class to know. These kids always need to know that you're bought in. So for him to be like, I'm just going to enjoy this. It's Jim's way of deflecting. Hey, I'm just here to have fun. Yeah, We're not he, talking business. He's always good at deflecting. And, and that's he doesn't he doesn't care about like these dude two years ago when, when he spent like nine or ten hours interviewing for the Vikings job before they hired O'Connell. That was on national signing day. He doesn't care. Yeah. National signing day, like he'll he he has his own schedule. He has his own drum beat. Mm-hmm. By the way, he is uh the clear odds on favorite according to sp- various like odds makers to be the chargers next head coach so there's a 68 percent implied probability he's the next chargers head coach uh, like ben johnson is like 17 percent. bill belichick 14 percent. he's used to san diego that's a very familiar place for him that's why it would not be weird for him to go down there what about los angeles is he used to los angeles which is where the Chargers are. Oh, now. sorry. Yeah, I mean the whole LA San Diego scene is the he same. He could vacation dude. and and uh, drive down the road from San Diego. Take the, the take the five. Same old place. <laughs> Have you ever been down there? It's all the same down there. Gorgeous. Uh, it's just LA eighty two degrees. You and... couldn't pay me to live in LA. What the? What if you could just take the weather? No, yeah, that's what I'm and saying. Not the traffic. No, the taxes. You don't get one of these. You pay for your sunshine out there. <laughs> 13 point what in percent we paid heavily we paid yeah, heavily pay, that's what i that tell sun. people all the time like i remember i got my first check in san hey. diego i was like what the hell is this they go that's the sunshine tax that's to, you forget, to live here dude you forget how good you felt every day you didn't wake up in a rainy snowy icy where you're like my fingers hurt. i hated it I yeah, hated jay it. you're paying 40 bucks a month for your vitamin d supplement yeah <laughs> <laughs> you get it by walking outside in california uh, I got one more, Mike, and we don't have it. to labor the point too much. I think it's just really been a very entertaining saga to watch over the course of the last, call it a year. The Aaron Rodgers thing on Pat <laughs> McAfee just is getting out of, it's getting out of hand. Like, he's entertaining, and everyone knows at this point, at this point, Aaron's like your 80-year-old grandpa that just like sits at the back of the party and says outlandish, outrageous things. And some may be true, some may not be true, but you're just like, what? What's wrong with you? Right? And now it's got to the point where like him and the Saturday Night Live guy Jimmy or the night show. No, Who it's the it? no. It's, a, uh, it's the, he's the, the well. He was man show with Adam Carolla in the nineties, and he's doing yeah. the late. He's doing uh, the late show. The Sorry, Jimmy I don't Kimmel watch, show. Yeah. I don't watch any of that nonsense. Him and Jimmy Kimmel are at war over Epstein Island. Just how absurd is that statement that I just said? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, starting quarterback for the Jets, Kimmel, late-night talk show host, are at war 
over Epstein's Island on Pat McAfee ESPN show. What are, what is happening? Dude, the like, craziest it's just the most thing. absurd thing to follow. And like once once Kimmel clapped back, because like everyone kind of agreed, like, oh, Aaron just says things, right? He calls Kelsey Mr. Pfizer and he yeah. hates Big Pharma and all that stuff. But as soon as Kimmel clapped back, I was like, uh oh. Uh-oh. Like, Aaron's not just gonna take this laying down. Like Aaron's not just he's gonna like oh he's just He's, he's too big of a narcissist to just let Dude. something go or ever admit that he was wrong about it. Have you ever it's, heard Aaron Rodgers admit that he was wrong about something? This is going to get ugly. It's going to get so bad. So And the best is, imagine, like, so Jay and I are having a war on the podcast, and I say, you know what, Jay's going to be pretty nervous because uh, I heard he was on Epstein Island or whatever, right? And Jay comes back vehemently and says, I will sue you. That That, that is a clear smearing yes. of my name. I will sue you. And then I come back narcissistically and say, I wouldn't have said it without some evidence. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, cryptic. Like, what is he What is he doing? And then he's, Dude, he's apparently, talking about... Uh, apparently, Aaron's got the in with the government on these Epstein lists. I mean, he's just... He's Aaron's got, got the in with Aaron's a lot of things. Aaron's got a guy. He's got a yeah. guy. Aaron, you know what Aaron has? Aaron has a YouTube channel that he probably sits and watches <laughs> all day. Conspiracy theories and whatever. He's like, For sure. Nobody else. Well, the problem is, too, and McAfee is now fighting his executive. So, like, there's a massive war <laughs> Dude, being started on McAfee's show. And you're like, wait a minute. He's fighting him and he's fighting Jimmy Kimmel. Why is he fighting? It's a great point. Why are you fighting yeah. Jimmy Kimmel? Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, what are you even dude? Stop. Stop it. You're right. You've got an NFL football player and a talk show host fighting about something <laughs> yeah. that is like and it's being brought into could you imagine being in that locker room? Oh my god. That's, well then uh, then and then Aaron gets up at the podium for the the exit interview yes. with the Jets and he and with a straight face says the biggest thing here is Anything that doesn't have to do with winning, we got to get that shit out of the locker room right now. It's like, uh, <laughs> or your weekly updates with yeah. Pat McAfee. Like, yeah, I mean, this get, is I why Pat's paying. I think Pat's. Podcasts. I think Pat's playing, paying him a small fortune. Oh, like I, paying, oh. I, I think, figures. Yeah, I think Pat's paying him a small fortune to come on because I mean the amount of clicks and likes and stuff that he generates from having Aaron Rodgers on, and then having Grandpa Rogers say outlandish things, like in his wine room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is absurd. It is absolutely absurd. And I, again, I'm not picking a side here. I just, the popcorn oh, no. and watching it. And then, yeah, and then like to have come right around and McAfee being like, ESPN is sabotaging me. It's like, dude, didn't we see this movie before with Barstool? Dude, like, didn't, didn't this exact same thing happen with Barstool? Like, you felt sabotaged. You felt like, and then Portnoy came out. Like, there's a common denominator here, dude. Like, but a couple things you're off just this, kind right? of outlandish, and I love your show. I think it's great. But you have to understand, oh, yeah. like you're not, you're never going to be everyone's acquired taste ever. Like that's just his nature of his podcast. But this is the beauty of it. No matter what, this is a huge win for McAfee because huge. even if even if this just like it was for Barstool, Barstool got five. They got one episode. Pardon my take in a van, basically. Right, got one episode, and then the fallout from the partnership exploding. I think elevated Barstool to a new level. No matter what, McAfee comes out of this with a bigger audience, more awareness if they cut ties. But if you were ESPN, what were you expecting to happen? Right. right. You're bringing yeah. in and, – and it's – it's this. you're right. It's the same thing as Barstool. It's like, let's bring – this is a popular young digital show. Let's We need to get more YouTube friendly, right? Let's bring this partnership in. And the danger for ESPN is so, – so McAfee called out this – is it Norby, uh, Norby Williamson, yeah. one of the yeah. top – like for 20 yeah. years, he's been one of their top like shadow executives. <laughs> no big deal. Just call like a top the, guy. You don't hear Scott Van Pelt and, you know, you don't hear some of these other guys. Mike Greenberg 
Mm-hmm. They're not calling this guy out because they are employees of ESPN. Their contract can be terminated, and so can Pat McAfee's. But Pat McAfee, it's a it's a renting He's and leasing situation. He's right? his yeah. own entity. So yeah. if like, he leaves, like they'll get picked he, up so fast. He owns 100%. all his own IP. He owns mm-hmm. all his own IP. Which is why the O line committee is going to blow up too, because we own our own IP. So Damn next right. time we, when Put ESPN approaches us, <laughs> yeah, dude. Do the best. Did you see McAfee crazy. almost drop an f bomb on game day? Oh, um, did he? Oh, dude, he like so he hadn't done game day in a while. Uh, it was right. I was on what was it? The week before, it was on the first championship weekend, the Rose Bowl. And he was up there. He's like talking about someone from I can't remember Florida State or something. He's like, "Oh, yeah, that fu- that freaking guy." And he's like, "Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I haven't been here in a while. Like, I haven't been here in a while." <laughs> it's hard, it's amazing, dude. man. It is hard. Yeah. If you're so on the Aaron Rodgers Jets front, just from like a football perspective, wrap it up, Mac. What do we got? That first put, year, put a bow on it. Couldn't have been more of a train wreck, right? Like mm-hmm. he tears his Achilles right away. The offensive line is still a mess. It's a circus off the field. You can tell he's now, based on what he said at the podium about we got to clean up the anything that doesn't have to do with winning. It's like, well, dude, look in the mirror. But he's clearly pissed about chemistry and distractions mm-hmm. and everything else. Is there any way this thing just snaps back into place in year two? Or is this just destined for a, a complete nutter train wreck for the Jets? Are they going to bounce back and win 11 games and make a playoff run? They or? have the talent to do it. They have the talent, and I think, you know, anytime you put a trigger man back there, if Aaron can recover fully from this Achilles in not six weeks, like, I think that he'll be fine. I think this team will be competitive. They're too talented to not be competitive all over, and Aaron's too good of a quarterback. I think he probably tones down some of the off-field stuff because he understands, you know, what it is. So I think he probably tones down some of the off-field stuff next year if he's healthy and he's on the field, and... I don't think it's a Super Bowl contending team, but I think it's a probably a playoff contending team. Fair. Okay. You you picked them to like win the Super Bowl earlier in the year, Alex, so be careful now. They I, had Aaron Rodgers. What do you want me to do? I was like, dude, my body's great defense. I got Aaron Rodgers. Sounds amazing. Do I want to know what happens in the next six months? I sure do before I make a decision. You're in the New York media, and dude. I want to see what happens with this Jimmy Kimmel thing. Dude, I'm just like you. I'm popcorn all day waiting to see what happens. Who's going to go next? I hope, Who's I hope Rodgers me? crashes a Kimmel episode. Dude, that hey, would be. Hey, and just like throw something at him from the, from, from the audience. Buys a, buys a ticket. <laughs> buys yeah. a ticket. I, I will say, I think, I actually disagree. You said that you think he's going to tone down some of the. I actually think he values the platform more than the actual mm. winning at this point. So That's interesting. He's such a narcissist. He is, he, I mean, literally, like I asked you, have you, in 20 years, has he ever admitted that he's wrong about something? Has he ever said, you know what, that was my fault? Everything is always somebody else's fault. Everything is a fight. Everything is a broken relationship. In his life, he has a broken relationship with his parents, with his siblings. Like, he literally doesn't speak to anyone. All of his, every two years, he's got a new girlfriend. Broken up, right? It's a trail of narcissistic, broken relationships. He doesn't Leo's the same way. Once they're 25, he just kicks them to the curb. So maybe he's just trying to be like Leo. <laughs> he's trying to be like Leo DiCaprio, baby. Oh, you're 25, honey. Too old. Time to move on. Yeah. Leo. <laughs> Leo's going to be... Uh, well, is, George Clooney has been like that in this time, too. You know, I guess hey. when you got options, I guess you... The uh, elites, man. The elites. So, um, fat guy fantasy time, boys. Yes. 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 Here, Here we go. Here we go. Your fat guy Drum roll, fantasy please. update. Okay. Drum roll. Come on I'm gonna, The, Come the on next now. thing I flash on the YouTube channel screen here is going to be the final tally for the season. 
the last update we had was halfway through the season because it Stick takes me forever to tally these up, right? Stick yeah, the beer. winner's winner's getting a stake in a beer by the other two, right? Isn't that what we decided? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Sticking a beer. Sticking a Booney, beer. who do you think? Jay thinks he wins. I think I won. Booney, who I, had do you a, think I had a surmountable lead halfway through the year. I, I don't know, man. You had a trash can lead. Yeah, but you know what? I could have, I could over, I don't know. I have no idea. Show okay. me. Show me. All right, drum roll. Let's drum roll it. here. Drum roll. Oh, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Jeremiah wins. Oh, oh my mile. I want to recount. I want to recount. No, I a recount. recount. This does not uh, come close enough to qualify for a recount, unfortunately. Yeah, I want to recount. This is, this, is, this is utter domination, fellas. So here's here's how we do this for the audience that's maybe just ducking in. Like, what the hell is Fat Guy Fantasy? We invented something that's going to blow up and make us all billionaires here, we think. <laughs> it's called Fat Guy Fantasy Football, where we, at the beginning of the season, we, we drafted exclusively lineups of offensive and defensive linemen so we all took six offensive linemen and i believe six or seven defensive linemen and then a team offensive line and a team defensive line and the scoring was based on pressures allowed generated sacks allowed generated fumbles forced you know uh and then for for the team it was basically rushing touchdowns and rushing yards and all those things so jeremiah 804 points on the season congratulations i had 613 Booney had 534. Let's call out some highlighted performances on the winning team. I would Jeremiah love Saros. to know mm-hmm. how this happened. I had the 49ers run game, and the, I had the 49ers defense. The 49ers run game generated 27 rushing touchdowns for you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The 49ers run stopping game uh, held opponents to only 10 touchdowns. How about this, by the way, on the defensive side? So Jeremiah had Nick Bosa with 95 pressures, 14 sacks. Mm-hmm. Max mm-hmm. Crosby, 94 pressures, 15 mm-hmm. sacks. Aiden Hutchinson, 101 pressures, 11 sacks, 14 mm-hmm. TFLs. Mm-hmm. Max Crosby had 23 TFLs, by the way. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Chargers, Raiders, if you're listening and you need your next GM, I'm only a phone call away. <laughs> he's really Listen, I'm, I'm only waiting, a phone call dude. away. I'm just a phone call away. Just sitting here waiting. Um, on Team Boone, so Team Boone got its ass kicked, but I do want to highlight Trent Williams, who will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, for unquestionably. Sure. Trent Williams did not allow a sack all season for the 49ers, according to Pro Football. So I am wondering how I came in last. I'm confused. Yeah. So on defense, the problem for you was, you know, and this is where we, we have to make some tweaks for next year. We need to find a way to, like, if one of your players gets hurt, yeah, and that's like, a big one. Like Matthew, and we have to be able to redraft. We have to be able to like redraft, like pick up the waiver wire, right? The that's, waiver yeah. wire needs to be a thing. For you, Booney, on defense, like Quinn and Williams only had six sacks. Dexter Lawrence only had six sacks. Um, you got smoked a little bit by the Jets' defensive line. They, yeah, they I was just give say. a lot of rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, I uh, for my defense, Micah Parsons had a hundred three pressures and sixteen sacks. T.J. Watt had seventeen and a half sacks. Rip. Daniel Hunter. Had uh, 23 TFLs, but uh, not good enough. So congratulations to Jeremiah, the first annual. God, I'm not clapping for that. You about you about to me as your champion. champion. Why, respect your champion. Yeah, respect, respect champion. your champion. Not you know, I'm gonna respect. I'm gonna respect that. I'm gonna respect that steak, Harry and Izzy's. That's what I'm gonna respect. Ooh, we'll see. We'll see. So you guys, you guys want to make some picks here? Can you get here? a board? Can you get a board, please, Mackie? I know. Like, I'm gonna I know. Just guy. put it on the list. I, listen, we'll pay for it. Hold on. We'll put it on the company card. We'll put it on the company card. 
I want a whiteboard right in the back there, Listen, right next Brute's to your got an extra wall art. I'll give it to you. I want you whatever's next to your wall art behind you that your wife put up, and I want a steak <laughs> and a beer tally. I just we'll, want it. We'll I, it I want a running tally that we can just constantly look at, and you just turn around and put a little mark next to my name every time. I think the first one is the one that you owe me for the Gophers beating Nebraska. That is. At, that uh, was the first steak and a beer bet that I made. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Great. So, okay, let's uh, let's picks, make some picks, picks here, boys. Picks, picks, picks. We've got super, oh. super wild card weekend. Mm. Game spanning across three days. We got the Monday night game here. So last week, because we missed, we we, we were all kind of bouncing around uh, holiday week, and so we made last week's the eight, the week eight team picks worth two points each. Mm. All of us went three and one. So all of us went technically six and two because they're worth uh, two points each. So I am fifty one and twenty one on the season. Picking straight up, by the way, we just take close games and pick them straight up. Uh, Alex, forty-seven and twenty-five. You're four games back, and Jeremiah, you are forty-four and twenty-eight. You are seven games back, but we have six wild card playoff games to go through here. We're picking straight up. We'll start with Browns at Texans, boys. Who wants it? I'll go first. I'm going to go Brownies. I think uh, one of the things that we've always talked about is defense wins championships, and this defense is really really good i definitely think that D'Amico ryan's has earned a mic like the dude has done phenomenal job his first year there especially with the rookie quarterback what cj stroud has been able to do is fucking awesome but i think they've been they've lost some players and i think that this is a new element a new experience and when you play a guy like joe flacco who's won a super bowl it's it's one of those things where it's like hey man houston had a great year but i think the browns all the way yeah, I, I want to take Houston. I, I'm a big fan. I was rooting for I was rooting for um, the Jacksonville to lose so that Houston could host a playoff game. Like I really was rooting for that because I think CJ Stroud, hot take, he's going to be the MVP next year. Mm-hmm. I think I think CJ Stroud is the MVP of the league next wow, year. Wow, dude! Wow, right? I I really do. And so I wish they would, but I think if they could have stayed healthy going into the playoffs, then you know if they would have had Tank Dell and they would have had some of their players, Will Anderson could play every snap, right? They've lost too many pieces, and I think the stage is a little too big for them. This is going to be a great learning experience for them. This is going to be a great feather in their cap moving into next year, but Browns have just too much momentum, too much going on. I think the Browns win. I will say if Flacco throws three interceptions, though, this game is going to be very interesting, but if Flacco can just deliver the ball like he has been, he'll be fine, but he's the X factor. If he turns the ball over, the Texans will absolutely have a chance. I think the Browns are favored in this game, but I'm going against you guys here. I'm going to say I get here's what I get home team for me. I get the better quarterback. We're all very much forgetting about the Joe Flacco. We saw the five years previous and we've seen flashes of him. Right? He'll throw some bad interceptions. We broke down some Browns film last week and it was like, there's that one throw off to the right side, kind of a 50, 50 ball. I could see Joe Flacco on the road throwing two or three bad interceptions and C.J. Stroud, if he's as good as you're saying, and I, I mean, he's oh, definitely he a top 10 quarterback right now. I agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm going to take even – I think they're underdogs, but I will take the Texans to win with love a rookie it. quarterback. And I, I love that, Mackie, but you got to remember, when you're in a playoff situation, and I'm just saying this, the intensity goes way up. You feel it the minute you step on that field. And then you look over and see Miles Garrett, and you're like, this dude's turned. This guy knows how much he has to do today to get us to win. Yeah, like that's that's a scary and they, thing. And they rested guys last week, so they're going to be yeah. fresh. That's why it's going to be a great game. It's, it's going to be, be a great, great game. game. Great yeah. game. Great game. Super sick. Okay, Dolphins at Chiefs. I'll take this first because I I'll, let me pick first at least a few times because I'm I'm winning. You guys can that's pick fair. against me if you want to. 
the Dolphins just kind of, I don't know, man, like the Dolphins on the road, they feel a little fragile. They've had a couple, like they, they've lost a lot of games against, against better teams. I know the Chiefs aren't the version we've seen in the past, but I will take the Chiefs to get right and win a home playoff game here against kind of a fading Dolphins team. Dolphins freeze. They freeze to death in zero-degree temperature. It's going to be negative five. It's going to be real feel of like minus 19. Let's go. Because not only is it going to be cold, but welcome to the Midwest, Dolphins. The wind blows, and it blows hard. And it's going to be swirling. Think 2015. Think 2015 Viking-Seattle. Right, I'd like that—that that, that is okay. going to be the type of game it's going to be, Dude. like cold, awful, miserable, and twenty-seven yard. Field I goal give the nod missed. to Isaiah Pacheco. I give the nod to Isaiah Pacheco. Right, I think that their run game, like the 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 Miami's had a good run game. People always were getting on me, like, look, they're like the best rushing team. It's like it's all explosives. Like they're not a team that's just going to like methodically go four yards, eight yards, four yards. Like they're big explosive plays. When it's windy like that, when it's cold like that, the ball doesn't fly quite the same. Like it's dense. Like they're not going to be the high flying offense. I think Kansas City ruins Tyreek Hill's coming home party. Wow, dude. Wow, dude. I'm obviously going Chiefs too. And to be fair, I played in a polar vortex one time in it's horrible. Uh, Green Bay. It's horrible. And it was amazingly terrible. Like the it's field so is bad. ice. There is no footing. There is nothing. You're like, dude, I swear to God, if anyone slaps me today, it's I'm, I'm, I'm going to fight them. I'm going to fight them so fast because your skin just freezes so fast. My fingers turn to icicles. Like It's a new world. And then you talk dude, about Joe coming- Berger. Joe Berger, after the 15 game, had frostbite on the tips of his fingers as a center because he didn't wear dude. a glove because he was snapping. He had literal, like he said, he didn't get feeling his fingers till like March. What? I'm you, man. And yeah. yeah, and you come from Miami, and you're coming up to play yeah. in that. It's another world. We talked about <laughs> your the blood, Bills your blood's last real week. thin. Your blood's oh, real woo, thin down buddy. in Miami right now. That's gonna suck. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs. <laughs> so we're all going Chiefs there. Okay, St- uh, Steelers at Bills. It was probably a quick one, right? Steelers, Go Bills, no baby. T.J. Watt. Go Bills. Bills no T.J. Watt. Right. Mason Rudolph's your quarterback. Like, I'm sorry. Great. Hey, Mike Tomlin. Nice job. Hats nice job. off to Great you. Great job. You found a way to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yep. Again, yep. like hats off to you, dude. But the Bills are the Bills are back, and the Bills are not the team you want to run into in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Booty Bills, 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 Bills. Right? Okay. Uh, let's go Packers at Cowboys. Ooh, I'll go first. Give me the give me the Packers. What? Give me the Packers. Jay. I'm 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 here for the Jay. Cowboys. Do you know what you're doing? Oh, are you willing to pay Jay. for this steak and beer? I'm. Li- you- I, I know. I know. I know. I'm, and I might I might get this one wrong. But until the Cowboys can prove to me they can get out of the first round of the playoffs oh, and not fully oh. implode, give me the okay, Packers. Okay, Mackie, wow. here we go. We're just going to take a bigger lead. I'm obviously going Cowboys. Yeah, I me just, too. I, I'm sorry. I think the Cowboys right now, they got – I agree. The Lions game, they should have lost it. But at the same time, they did it. And momentum is momentum. And when you're at home – I'm sorry, C.D. Lamb – the, Jair the Alexander's going to lock him down, baby. He's going to go out for the coin toss. Hey, I was going to say, is he going to go out and go, hey, defense? <laughs> we want to go defense first. <laughs> well, it's probably a bad take. Listen, this hey, is probably a bad take, but we've got to make the, this interesting. I can't just agree that, with you all the time. Hey, the minute that game starts, you know the floor is going to be looking at him like, don't move. Don't move. <laughs> don't you fucking move. Just sit there. Just sit there. All right. Yeah. Listen, the Packers, the Packers have been pretty good down the stretch here. They have. They're, they're going to give him a game. And listen, until Dak can prove to me that he can't crumble in the spotlight. And he's done a well job just here, but like some of those games come back and you're like, what's happening? Right? He, yeah. He's shown just enough cracks in the armor 
that he's not he's not the guy I'm willing to throw the farm behind and say they're going all the way. He can be that guy, but historically, epic collapses, man. Yeah. Also, too, it's you know, and this is from a, from a Vikings uh, perspective here too. It's like this conundrum of should you move off? Be careful moving off Kirk Cousins. Oh man, you no. might ruin the franchise. Right. First of all, there, that's a whole. You can find all my rants on Purple Daily for that. But <laughs> the Packers literally moved off Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And five minutes later, they were better and back in the playoffs. Yeah, I, so, I was almost going to do that as my mic, but I figured you had been tired of talking about it all week. So we can talk about we'll do, the Vikings let's, train wreck We can do later. it at any given time in the next couple of weeks, for <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, Rams at Lions might be the... Not might be is the premier it's game. The biggest schedule, Everybody's right? biggest waiting game for this. Dude, it's going to be Stafford. so awesome. Going back to Detroit, this is so. They're tough, playing man. hot, dude. The Rams are hot right now. I know. Hot. I and the know. and the Lions have what? Is it is it one playoff win in fifty years? Like the Lions, yep. mm-hmm. until the Lions start to rack up some credibility, you still kind of feel like, oh man, I don't know. And <sighs> the Lions, if there's one place they're they're a little soft at, it's the corner position. Yeah, and Stafford. And you've got is Stafford, Puka Nakua, the best rookie receiver ever. You can say that now. He's been he was the best yeah. rookie receiver ever. Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. I'll go first so you guys can pick against me if you want to. I'm taking the Rams on the road here. Ah, oh, I love and I love yeah. the Lions, dude. I love the Lions. And I'm I'm actually rooting now that now that the the Vikings are out of the mix and they've done their duty and they've they've tanked for the 11th pick. Uh I'm rooting for the Lions. But I, I think I, I think the, the Rams are the Rams are a different team than they were two months ago, man. Go Booney. Oh man. All right. So t- it's the toughest game. It I'm really is tough it because is when you so hard. The house that Matthew built. I know. I know. All right, listen. I think this is gonna be a great game. And I am so excited to watch this, especially because Stafford coming home is just gonna be more electric than anyone knows. But I can't go against Dan Campbell at home. I'm sorry. And I know that Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, but I just think that Aiden Hutchinson, we just talked about it, 101 pressures. Like, if you can get, if you can stop the run and get a little bit of pressure on Stafford and get to him, I'm not saying it's going to be effective because that dude's tough as fuck, but it's going to be your only weapon to stop him. And at the same time, dude, I, I do think you guys are sleeping a little bit on the Lions. Like, their run game, their one-two no punch. No one's sleeping on the Lions. I know. Dude. I know. We I'm just saying, like, we I'm love just, the Lions. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going Lions on this. Here we go. Let's go. <sighs> Come on, dude. Come on, dude. I'm, I'm, Here, I'm going with this. the home team. I'm giving the home team go. the nod. I, I'm go. giving the home team the nod. Um, strictly because it's home. If this is in L.A., it's a runaway. I pick L.A. But, man, I saw, like, the Detroit ticket price to go through, like, that place is going to be insane, yep. right? But the only issue is LA is used to playing on the road because every home game is also a road game, right? Like being on the road, like they don't know what home field advantage is because LA is the worst fan base in America. And so like they're going to go in there, like the script writers at the beginning of the season wrote this beautifully, right? Like oh, Matthew comes back sure to did. the house that he built yes. to try and ruin the Lions' magical season. But... I think as long as they can keep Stafford off the field, right? And that goes back to your point, Booney, right? The one-two punch with Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery, getting Amon Ross St. Brown, the football going. But I haven't heard, and I will probably know more today since we're recording Wednesday, the Laporta injury is huge. Like, if he can't go, if Sam Laporta can't Mm -hmm. go, that's a massive, massive blow to that offense. 
Like that, that could be a difference maker if he can't play. Here's what's going to happen in this game. All right. So I'm, I'm going to win. You guys just sealed your fate here. I'm going to win. The Rams are going to win this game. So, and, and Jay brought it up. The secondary, Matthew Stafford is going to pick apart that. The, mm-hmm. the Lions are going to have to score 38 points to Agreed. win this game, right? And maybe it is a track meet shootout. But the Rams are going to beat the Lions. Jared Goff is going to throw three terrible interceptions. And Lions fans and the organization after the game are going to say to themselves, boy, everything is in place if we only had a quarterback like Matthew Stafford instead of Jared Goff. I worry that the Lions are going to talk themselves into a 2017 Vikings scenario where they're like, we have to sell the farm to get a quarterback. Right, we have to sell the farm to get our oh, guy. You know, another guy that and could move on and maybe move little, on. And then all coming for Kirk here comes boy. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Here comes Kirk Cousins to Detroit. Uh oh, hot take. Dude. Heard it here first. Oh, Heard God. it here first. Hey. Can't wait to. Can't I, wait to that that I could see. Daily. I could easily see that. I'm Last gonna move game. outside, boys. I got the ocean. I got a lake behind me. I'm gonna move outside for our next podcast. I'm doing. Should you say ocean? <laughs> You go up there right now? I'm in Orlando. I'm in a lake. It's actually you, a lake. Right. Should I go just, out? I'll go try right now. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. While you go walk ahead. out Matthew, there, tee off, tee up, tee up. let's pick Eagles, the fading train wreck Eagles All right. at the Buccaneers. Who's going first here? Are you going first? Go ahead. You fire away. Go ahead. All right. I don't think seven weeks ago I would have been thinking like this. I mean, I think at 10 and 1, they looked really dominant. But what's happened to the Philadelphia Eagles over the last couple of weeks has been insane. Dude, I'm not like – it's been a minute. Oh, that is such a pretty picture, dude. My goodness. Look at that oh, palm look tree in the back. Look at the palm tree in the back. God, that's such a ding. Ding. Like, Jay looks winded from walking across the Airbnb. Right? <laughs> that was a lot. It's kind of cold. It's 51 degrees out here, boys. It's a little chilly. Oh, I think chilly. that Jeremiah will agree with me. What's happened to Philly the last seven weeks has been insane and unprecedented. Like, they've just fallen so hard Dude, and so People fast. in Philadelphia are calling for Nick Sirianni to potentially be fired if they lose this hey, game to the Buccaneers. Here's the problem. People don't understand this. Philly is insane about their teams. Like, as insane mm-hmm. as you think they are, they are 10 times more worse than you think. And Howie Roseman will not put up with any bullshit. There is zero nonsense. And if he thinks that the people of the city aren't happy, you better believe he's going to be like, these are my people. I'm going to make them happy. But at the same time, you go from the number one seat, like the juggernauts of the league, to now everybody's like, dude, what the hell is going on? You guys can't do anything. Turning the ball over, everything's going crazy. Dude, you guys lost to the Giants. And everybody laughed at me when I was like, Well, I could easily see the Panthers coming out and beating uh who was the who'd they play the last game? Panthers were playing uh, uh, uh Tampa. division. Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. They're playing Tampa. I was like, I could easily see them coming out and beating Tampa and just because it's one more game. The Giants just did that. They literally were like, Hey, if you think we're gonna lose this last goddamn game, you're crazy. We're gonna go out and punch these dudes in the mouth. And now it's got everyone turning around going, What the hell is going on? Here's an even bigger crazy thing. I'm about to turn around and give this game to Baker Mayfield. Can you fucking believe that? I can't You're taking Tampa? I have to. Do you want to know why? Do I know why? This is juicy. Because when you see a train wreck in December, do you think it gets better in January? I know. I'm just asking you. (sighs) We've talked about the momentum. You need that momentum. You need to turn around because you're going to get fucking checked week one by somebody. And you need to turn around and go, yeah, we beat the shit out of those 14 teams. Who the fuck do you think you are talking to me like that? But when you turn around and you're like, oh, boy, here we go. We lost to the Giants going into this thing. 
Like no AJ Brown. AJ Brown's been ruled out. Dude, we lost to they, the Cardinals. They, they benched Jalen Hurts at halftime of their last yes. game. A game in and which they were finger, trying to win. His finger that's like broken, and it's like, dude, what, what are we doing anymore? The defense can't stop anything. The whole scenario of one coach leaving and another taking over, and it's just progressively yeah. gotten worse and worse every week. And it's like, now you're going to go play a team in Tampa that's won six of the last seven. Do, remember, once you walk into the playoffs, everybody's a good team. Everybody is look. You're look. It doesn't matter. I know for a fact because we played the Giants one year and they were nine and seven, and we we were like, "What a joke! We lost. We lost. <laughs> lost. Well, the records don't matter. Records don't matter. They don't give a you, shit. You, you walked you're in into the dance, the dance dude. Yeah, you're you in the dance. You're in the party, and you're like, "Hey, I'm here." <laughs> so Booney's What's got up? bucks. Oh, I'm Booney's going. Booney's got bucks. I I'll let you pick last year, Jay. Yep. Everything about this game screams. To me, the Eagles have to bounce back, right? With a big question mark. And I'm trying like I'm trying to sort of like the, the you look at Eagles next to Buccaneers at any point over the last two seasons in a matchup. Uh, I don't care if it's in Tampa Bay. It could be it could be literally in Canada for all I care. The Eagles are levels above the Buccaneers at every point the last two years. But that doesn't matter. It's what what do they look like in the last month? Like you said, dude, AJ Brown, the injury That's for great. him. I want to say that the Eagles rise up like the Undertaker for, like, for one last choke slam, and then maybe and then maybe they walk in and get smoked in the second round. Like that's, I'm gonna pick the Eagles. I'm talking myself into it, <laughs> knowing it's probably gonna be wrong. But like, you sound like a Philly I can't, fan. I can't compute Buccaneers beating Eagles in the first round of the playoffs. So I'm I'm gonna take the Eagles with less confidence than any game I've picked all season so far. Oh, this, this is, is so is a hard. It's a free point I, for you, I don't, AJ. I know. I know. I I don't know. I don't know if I – the only thing that's making me lean Tampa is there's still some dudes on that team that were on that Super Bowl run. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of dudes on the team that were on that Super Bowl run that understand what it took to get there and understood the process in which they went through to make that run. Same can be said about Philly, but I think there's more galvanization of the Tampa Bay locker room then there is division in the Philly locker room right now. So I'm with you, Boone. Yeah, I knew it. I'm, I'm going to go Dude. Mike Evans. I'm going to go Chris Dude. Godwin. I'm going to go Rashad White. Like I'm going yep. to give it to those dudes. I think that the Tampa O-line has rose to the occasion time and time again. Right? You have Tristan Wirfs. You have Gadecki, Cody Mock, the rookie Cody. out of North Dakota State. Like All those dudes have been playing good football all year. They're going to rely on the run game. And I think that if, if you can get a lead on Philly, they could start to unravel a little bit. Like I think, and I think that's going to be Tampa's, like, hey, let's start fast. Let's not let them feel like they can be the undertaker, right? Let's, yeah. Hey, you're the same team we've saw for the last seven weeks, right? Get your ass back in the coffin. Right? I think, I think I'm going to go with Tampa. I'm going to roll with Tampa. And I'm not super confident about this pick either, Mackie. Like, I'm, not, I'm not like, oh, yeah. yeah. But like, I think Tampa right now, gun to my head, they got to win. Amazing. So wow, we got we've got some discrepancies so here. I like um, this, this is it. Hey, Searles, Packers, this is where we Packers, baby. Oh, the Packers oh, are coming. The Packers, I forgot. <laughs> Never mind. You're, you're both going down. The thing I love too is a cu- like whatever it was five years ago, four years ago. The NFL has brilliant marketing executives, right? They 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 look around the the twelve month schedule and they're like, okay, how can we hey how can we own like the middle of May? And someone says, what if? So everyone already knows who they're playing, 
what if we did a primetime special unveiling the order in which they play those teams, right? We'll call it schedule release primetime, right? And somebody in a room said, wild card weekend, all right? It's kind of, uh, you know, divisional weekend is kind of the peak, and then you got conference championship. How can we make wild card weekend more special? And someone said, what if we called it super, super wild card weekend <laughs> and put one of the games on Monday? Huh? Super, we can own three days and we'll call it Super Wild Card Weekend. And I am freaking hooked. Sold. That yep. guy got a promotion <laughs> for sure. Let's do it. Dude, side note, totally hilarious. Not really. I got, so maybe TMI, when I went and got my vasectomy this summer, the people told me, they were like, they were like, I was like, they're like, why are you doing this in the summer? I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, there's nothing on to watch for TV. I go, what do you mean? They go, dude. Wild card weekend, super wild card weekend, Masters booked. weekend. Yeah. They go, we're booked like four days straight, just slicing nuts. Yeah, like because it's like it's just everyone, everyone just wants to sit in front of their TV. I was like, it's a good idea. It's probably it's not a bad idea at all. Like let's just do wild card weekend. So hey, shout out to all you dads out there with ice on your balls. No more kids. Good for you, man. You made the plunge. Enjoy super wild card weekend. I know there's a lot of you. I know there's a lot of you out there. Yeah, but there you're is. all just told me. Uh, I'm Googling uh, best vasectomy weekends here. And I promise you Super Wild Card Weekend is going to be the one. It's going to be one. God, this took a turn. Super this Wild Card a, Weekend. This took a weird turn. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Super Wild Card Weekend. Rushmore. I don't know if you guys are golf fans, but Masters, Masters Weekend, Thursday Masters through weekend. Sunday. Any of those majors, right? U.S. Open, you know, the British Open. Get up early. Put some March Madness. Ice on March Madness. Dude, the first weekend oh. of March Madness. That'd be yes. a good one, right? First 100%. weekend of March Madness. What's another good one? Man. Oh, the opening week of... Uh, the hockey playoffs. There's oh, hockey just like, every oh, single night, like multiple games stacked on stacked on stacked. Th- those would be my Mount Rushmore. Oh man, there it is, kids. Wait, there's some oh, life there advice for you there. The best weekends <laughs> to get vasectomies. Hey, let's do like uh, I got two dumb football questions for you because we still have to do Hit a me. film breakdown of the Eagles and see if there was just so much to talk about this week. We had to go long. We had to go long. There's just so much to talk about, dude. And this is going to be because I think I mean we're still going to do film reviews in the off season, but like the next few months with free agency, with mm, you guys are going to draft, the combine draft, like draft. I can't wait gonna, for draft. We're going. Yeah, I'm going to be. Draft. I mean, I'm going to be hey. next week. I'm going to be. I'm going to be on the road for every pod. Next week I'm in Minneapolis. Let's the week on. after that I'm going to be in Texas. Like, dude, I'm full moving, rocking and rolling. In here, and I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be a lot nicer places than y'all. Yeah, that's well, you are. Like, the, the, it looks hey, like a, like a green screen one? fake background behind him right now. Can we do one from the combine, please? Yeah, we gotta do one. Hundred percent. I mean, we that, have that to. Is, yes. Yeah, I, I think that's. Oh, it's gonna be so fun. Dumb Jay football questions. Crazy life. Dumb mm. football questions. Here's one from uh, from Dan Henneman. What do you guys think of the XFL USFL merger? We, so so they merged into one. Spring yep. League entity called is it the United Football League? Right. Yeah, UFL. Uh, what do you guys? I, I think got a of couple this? clients in it. I like it. I, um, I I am kind of sad that they. So what happened was they merged, right? But so what really happened was eight teams went away, right? Because there was eight USFL, there was eight XFL teams, and so there was a lot of guys that had opportunities. Now I will say the quality and the level of football was not very good. Yeah. And I think that's why they decided like we need to cut this down and get the really talented players and I think the NFL backed it a little bit. Right? They didn't like throw all their weight behind it like, yeah, we'll help this. Like they backed it just enough to be like, yeah, we'll, we'll get some guys and I mean, I tell clients all the time like and my partner Zach Zenner, he says it great too. He's like, if you get cut out of the NFL as a rookie, why wouldn't you want to go make some money actually playing football? 
right? And get some tape out there and get film. Because if you get cut out of a rookie season and you only have maybe 50 snaps to your name in the entire preseason, it's hard to get back in the NFL. But if you can go play a full year and dominate in a league like that, you're going to get a shot. Yep. Like especially at the premier positions, right? Receiver, corner, tackle. What do the Ed highest Rusher. paid players in those leagues, like XFL, USFL, hundred plus, maybe yeah. hundred like, plus? Like, maybe. would it be Which worth it? If you're like, uh, but if you're For like three a, months of work, it's awesome. Like, like a like a Jaron Hall, like like these these rookie guys that come in. Would the, would the NFL teams ever allow those guys? No, to to go in Never. and get and get reps. No. Never. Then Never. that's the thing that's going to be always tricky is the NFL will always separate itself from everything else. And if you're signed into the NFL, you're not allowed to do anything else. That is yes, it. In that's your my, contract. This, it's in your contract. Like, yeah, you're not allowed to go play anywhere else. You're not allowed to play any all-star games. You're not allowed to do any nonsense, like stuff like that. I love this idea, though, because it is still trying to develop people. And I think it's mm-hmm. still an opportunity. I agree with Jay, and that's what I was going to say was I think they took around, they looked they looked around and they were like, hey, there's too many teams and we don't have enough money. Whereas we should just merge this together, combine all of our resources, and continue to develop players. Because when I came into the league, they had the NFL Europe. And that's when guys would go over to the NFL Europe, and they'd play, and then they'd come back over here. And then they got rid of it. And so then all of a sudden, everybody was like, well, if you don't make it, you don't make it. So I love it. And I think that Jay's right. I think that if you're a young – I don't even say rookie. If you're a young player, you're one, two, maybe even three, and you still want to keep playing, you don't want to go make $75,000, $100,000 playing football for three months messing around. Like just having fun, building connections, and that's what people don't understand. You're never going to sell anybody unless you have film and a coach standing behind you that knows someone that goes, this kid's worth it, right? You have to go in there and prove that to them. You have to show them, I'm committed, I'm dedicated. Nothing says I'm dedicated by playing semi-pro football and saying, hey, I want to be here with you guys. I want to learn more, teach me more. And I say this to guys in the gym when they ask me, like, hey, what do you think I should do? I'm like, listen, I think if anything, you should go build connections. You should go see what Coach Stoops says. You should go in and shake his hand and talk to him. And then all of a sudden, there's a connection for you. He's going to go reach out to his friends when he sees you putting in work, and he's going to go, hey, this guy's a fucking grinder. You're going to love him. That's it. Guess what? I don't need to see any tape. If I'm a GM or a coach and I have a trusted friend that calls me and goes, hey, you're going to love this guy, bring him on. goes a long way. Here we go. I like this league is. Now the merger's been an absolute shit show. Like I mean, total (laughs) shit show. I mean, is like does the Rock still kind of own it? Think about think about on this front. Like the USFL has like a players' union and like all that stuff. The XFL did not. So now you're talking about merging unions and merging coaches' unions, and like it's been a shit show. And like they have like these dispersal drafts, and like it's been a nightmare. Like once it gets off and running, I think it'll be better. The thing I don't love about it, this is like my one qualm. I loved the XFL schedule because the XFL schedule, the foot, the season ended in May. So that allowed guys to have a, a full year of tape and then teams could pick guys up for OTAs, right? And you could bring them in the building right when all the rookies got there and right, and they'd have a fresh start to really try and go make a push to make this team. The USFL schedule ends in like June and July. And so guys are going to get picked up and just thrown straight into training camp. Right. Which is it's tough. a long haul to make when you haven't been there through all the installs of OTAs and all the player stuff, and you just get thrown right into training camp. That's a harder road to hoe to make a team. 
But the good news is you should be in shape, like coming in. But you're going to be beat up from a season. Like I just don't love the timing. I wish that the USFL would have adopted the XFL schedule of getting guys ready so they could get thrown in there for OTAs in the summer program. You know, I've wondered too. Like like the NBA does a summer league for the no, the non veteran players. You have to be two mm-hmm. years experience less, or it's guys that like pro- they fill out the rosters with guys who are just kind of tryout players. And it becomes this mecca. It's like a three-week sort of tournament pool play yeah. in Las Vegas. It becomes league meetings, everything. And I've wondered if the NFL, because you know, in the off season, you guys have ninety-man rosters. There's a bunch of yep. dudes that aren't going to have any shot at actually making a fifty-three. If they would ever, even for entertainment purposes, if the NFL would do like a four-week summer league or something from, you know, late May to late June, or if it would just no. be too much of an injury too risk. risk. Too risk. Too, risk. too, yeah. too much risk. And not only that, but June to July, like once you break from OTAs, they are literally like, do whatever you need to do for the next three weeks. Because after that, there are no more days off. There are yep. no more days. So if you were about to tell a coach like, hey, I need you to come coach in this, he'd be like, fuck you, dude. I'm going on vacation. <laughs> like, you're not going to see me yeah. for another year. Leave me imagine, alone. Imagine your second round pick rolls his ankle in oh. the fourth week of the summer league and he's going to miss all of training camp and he's going to miss the first two weeks of the season it's just not even worth it yeah yeah uh all right we gotta we gotta run here because we gotta do a one more breakdown oh, one more on. one, one, one more. more we'll do it quick okay, we'll be quick i promise more. okay that's what you that's what he that's said so that's tell wife. my wife yeah i, I knew you were gonna right. go there <laughs> i'll be quick i promise i need two minutes of your time i just need two minutes of your time i need like 25 seconds uh zuby zuby 2000 says as fans we look at playoff brackets and hope to avoid certain teams it's because you're a coward zuby no i'm just kidding cowards yeah cowards. uh as a ravens fan i'm terrified of the browns i don't want to play the browns in the playoffs do players care about matchups in the playoffs do they look to avoid certain teams are you You cowards so you don't look to avoid anyone but i will say this playing your divisional a divisional team in playoffs is tough it's a third time it's tough a third a third game is a total coin flip right because especially when like you've split because they did they're the only team dorian thompson robinson is the only quarterback in the division that took down the ravens Mm-hmm. Right. And like you're so familiar with each other and you know how each other tick and you know the in, like what th- you don't. It's not that you're afraid. It's just if you draw a divisional matchup like quickly in the playoffs, like it just it turns into more of a it doesn't matter who was the better team or not. Those games are total coins. It's just like the end of last season at the end of the season. Right. Like Panthers Bucks. Right. Like you look at um like Detroit and Minnesota, like those divisional games are always such coin flips because you're so familiar with each other and you just know everything about each other. So yeah, yeah it's a, it's a tough draw, but that's what makes it so fun. Yeah. I agree. And I think that if you see a Ravens Browns game in the playoffs, like in the conference championship, dude, inject it into my mm-hmm. veins. It's just like Jay. It, when you're in the season and you're playing a conference team, you like the minute this game comes up, you pull out an old notebook and you're just like, yeah. I got every note from years <laughs> of what these guys, I have every one of their blitzes, what this guy does. And then all of a sudden you go into the playoffs and you're like, scrap everything. Everything's out the window because it's win at all costs. So you're not even thinking logically at the end of the game. You're literally just like whatever it takes to win. So it really is. That's the only thing you don't want to see in playoffs. Other than that, that is never talked about. It's never like, oh, God gonna play the ram oh god are we gonna yeah. play the houston like you're just yeah. like 
God, I've seen these guys twice. They know everything mm-hmm. about me. We are we going to get creative from an individual, week? an individual oh. level too, right? You're like this dude knows how You're I pass hit me with that. that move again. Like oh, this dude, God. like I gave up a sack in week six to this move. Maybe he's going to like you can overthink it like crazy. Chasing ghosts. Oh, it's yep. worse. So it's less about like oh my God that they won 13 games and scored 56 no. points. Oh no, about, like I said, we're all it's in more the about band. the chess match. Records and the are out. Yeah, records are way out. Nobody even cares anymore. It's like hey, this must be a great team. They're doing something well their defense is playing lights out their offense is playing well they're not turning the ball over like everybody's here for a reason and now you just stop and go what do we do well but yeah you see a conference team for a third time it's terrible boom all right boys that's our longest episode we've ever done mm, the o-line great podcast right look at there. jay sweating at this good. point no it's kind of cold out here i'm a little chilled are you gonna stay out there for the eagles film review too Dang. we'll see tbd tbd let's uh get used to that florida weather eagles Maybe it's the uh, the last place that you reside this season. We'll see. All right. Hey, appreciate you guys for uh, for getting us yes. to 15,000 YouTube subscribers. Also, if you could click the uh, subscribe button, five-star rating, positive review on the Apple and Spotify podcast feeds, you can help us grow the O-Line Committee. We'll see Go you. buy merch. That's uh, olinecommittee.com for all your, uh, your pancake shirts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.